welcome back, guys. Yeah, How is everyone? Yeah, good. Very good, mate. Good. It's uh, terrible weather out there today. It's oh, good, it's good cold. weather for our our topic of the yeah, day. Yeah, yes. Cold water immersion. Mm. Yeah. Talk about today. There's a few little bits and pieces we can discuss. And how are you, Mick? Going well, guys. Going well. Looking forward to uh, having a chilly chat today. Yeah, talking chilly. I um I. I did my uh, cold water immersion today, um, and looking looking toward this topic, I um, I've always been meaning to implement cold water immersion into my health and well being protocol. But because I've got a pool at home, and I've always thought, right, it's winter, I'm going to start the plunge, and I've just because I fear the cold and my body does not react well to the cold, I have just delayed it and delayed it and delayed it. I thought, no, I just can't do it. I cannot get into a cold thing. Anyway, when we said one of our topics was going to be cold water immersion about a week ago, I thought, right, I've got to, I've got to do this before I can talk about it. So you've only recently started this? Yeah. Yeah, wow. And yeah. I can tell you, I love it. I've done it for the last week and I've done it every second day. I just thought I'll just start off every second day. I won't do it every day. The first, the first time I did it, uh, surprisingly, it, it wasn't as bad. So it's the middle of winter. My pool at the back, I reckon, is probably around fifteen degrees uh, in the morning. I That's think, uh, Celsius, right? For I, Celsius, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you'd be surprised at how cold it is. Yeah. I, I think it'd be colder than that. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. I'll have to have a look on my um, my my solar heating thingy, um, which isn't operational at the moment. But it actually wasn't too bad. Mm. I got in. Well, maybe, maybe, yeah. And I really made an effort to utilise that Wim Hof breathing technique when I was in there so that I wasn't, <laughs> yep. which normally happens when I confront cold water. But it was really, really good. I, I, and I'm really excited and looking forward to talking about it because having just scratched the surface on researching it and and and, and employing it into my protocol, I, I love it. There's so many benefits to it. Mm. Yeah, it, it's great fun. Like once you get over that initial like mind uh, mindset of like, I'm going to get into this really cold water, man, you feel so good when you get out. Yeah. You feel amazing. That's, that's the best part is the, the yeah. getting out part. Yeah. 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 The worst part is getting in. Yeah. <laughs> the best, best part, part is, is just after you shower. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah. That's, well, a, that's a rush. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. And the colder it is, the bigger the rush. Yeah. Yeah. The benefits are crazy, aren't they? You know, you got increased metabolism, it, there's a mindset thing. There's performance-based stuff that is a benefit for. It's great. Get a release of dopamine. Yeah. Get a release of uh, adrenaline and noradrenaline. Yep. Yep. Knock down your inflammation. Yeah. I, I one of the biggest things I think and we we just you just talked about mindset then getting in. I think mindset and resilience is a big one. Huge. You know, it's it's a <clears throat> resilience through stress, isn't it? You, you are creating an environment that is stressful for your body and and then you're developing tools and techniques to get over those hurdles, so to speak. You know, it's very cold when I get in. Yeah. What am I going to do? I'm going to breathe. I'm going to relax into it. I'm going to, you know, in, enjoy it as best I can. Mm. And you're spot on, mate. That's a process called hormesis that I, yes. I yeah. checked up on. And it's basically exposing your body to a low dose short duration stressor mm -hmm. uh, like cold therapy which yep. then triggers cellular and sort of genetic adaptions in your body to help protect you uh, for future larger stresses yeah so you're actually training your body and changing your genetic makeup in a way mm. to adapt to stress more effectively yes and interestingly you know deliberately stressing the body you know you're building up tolerance obviously but um if it's if it's a stressor that your body is knowing about going into, so you are, you know, you you talk about that going into it. I'm really really concerned about going into the cold water. <clears throat> your adrenaline, noradrenaline already goes up, you know. Yep. As opposed to a stress that comes on quickly and you don't really know about it. It's sort of different, and the the physiological of effects of that, uh, of of knowing the stress and not knowing the stress, are, are two different ones as well. Mm. 
And that's where that resilience comes into it, isn't mm. it? Is that mindset of like, oh, I'm going to get into this icy cold water. Yep. Mick, with your um, your triathlete training, was um, cold water immersion any part of that or have you had any other experiences with it? Um, yeah, on um, I started the, I guess, I didn't really call it cold water immersion at the time. I just called it um, ice bathing. And um, so when I'd come in from a long run on a, on a Thursday night and then again on a Sunday, uh, normally wifey would grab a, a couple of bags, two or three bags of ice for me and uh, have the bath, have the cold bath ready so I could jump straight in just up to my waist. And, and at that time I was just utilising ice bathing, I guess, as a way of reducing inflammation um, and preparing the body for the next session the next day. Yep. Um, and then I guess we, 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 we actually, um, when, when, and we've spoken about this before, but when, when my wife got ill, we, we were exploring a, a whole a plethora of sort of holistic um, healing modalities. One of the ones we stumbled across was this cold water immersion and a guy that um, I think is sort of universally renowned in that space is, is Wim Hof. Um, and I, I actually fired Wim Hof um, a personal message at that time and he actually responded to me. Oh, wow. Um, so I just reached out, I explained our situation, her age, all of that sort of thing. And, uh, and he actually went backwards and forwards interacting with me over a couple of days. And then he gave me the direct contact of basically one of his most highly trained practitioners. And he said, look, I'm, I'm just way too busy to be able to connect with this, how you're going to need this guy's really good. And, um, so he put me onto him and he was based in Canada at the time. And this guy had done some really incredible things in, in cold water and also um, one of our other topics, um, fasting, which you guys did when I was unavailable at the start. He actually did a 300-day fast. Um, so this guy had done some amazing things. And so we actually implemented in cold water immersion into, into her treatment and it's something I've continued on myself. Um, and the protocol that we used and, and I've sort of continued on with was we tried to do do um, a minute a degree. So if the water was 15 or 16 degrees, we would aim to do 15 or 16 minutes and then work our way down. Um, and then uh, what was it? I, I think I, I was doing it up until about six to eight weeks ago um, with an ice bath that, that we've got access to and um, I managed to get down to sort of six minutes at six degrees. And... It was bloody freezing. <laughs> it mm. was, it was, it was. You know, I remember when I when I would start out a protocol or a process, even 15, 16 degrees was cold, and you were in there and really having to focus. But working our way down, it's amazing to to note the considerable dif- difference in a degree in water once you get down to those sort of really low temperatures. It, it's um, it's full on. It, it takes a lot of mental fortitude, doesn't it? Yeah. So I guess uh, there's there was a lot uh, there's a lot of bits and pieces there we could unpack of you know what you were just talking about there, Mickey. Um, I guess I, I don't know. Starting off, so cold water immersion, cold showers, etc. You know, full body immersion up to the neck. I suppose some people go under their head, and you know the protocols might be a certain amount of time. Um, certain degrees, we, we can kind of discuss those. I guess t- touching initially on what you were talking about there, Mick, I guess for, for most people, you know, they're aware of ice baths or cold water therapy from sports performance. So initially we're, we're talking about sort of reducing inflammation. You know, we've talked about inflammation in the past. I just wanted to touch on that part of it because I guess that's where where ice, ice baths originated, I suppose, was, you know, a, a performance-based thing. You'd go, you'd play footy or whatever it is, and you'd see them, maybe you used to see them sitting in the green wheelie bins of ice. Um, so interestingly, you know, it, it is quite good for inflammation, but it's not great for all different all different sports or different exercises. 
So in after training sort of hit kind of stuff, you know, you, Mickey Mack, you're talking about Thursday night run and coming in and having a, uh, having a session. Yeah, it's great for, you know, next day muscle power, de- decreasing soreness, you know, recovery after 24 hours for those hit type activities. Uh, but it, it's it's also not, it's not ideal if you are you're going for hypertrophy. So you're going, you're training in the gym, you're working out hard. You want to build some muscle, build some strength. Ice baths probably between sort of one to four hours afterwards are not beneficial for that kind of thing. Yeah. But they they are sort of they have been previously used for you know the reduction of inflammation. Yeah, and I think it was also it was more of like a CNS central nervous system reset in the end what they found was you know it, it helped those athletes recover from yep. some really hard physical activity mental activity during a game rather than you know reducing the inflammation and the soreness um, we you, you could almost go into icing an injury these days which is you know kind of mm. maybe on the Push way out yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but I think it, it definitely started to reduce that sort of inflammation of, of soreness. But so, mo- yeah, it, it's kind of it's gone beyond that, and it's gone to sort of Wim Hof kind of stuff. It's gone to, you know, immunity, metabolism, and, and mm. those kinds of things. So, yeah, it, it's a really interesting, wide ranging topic. Yeah, I, it's interesting that you uh, mentioned that CJ with regards to like performance and uh, hypertrophy and the the timing of the ice baths and stuff like that. I read some studies recently and it seems to be a lot of people now in the in the fitness and the wellness world are actually recommending that if you want to get really good benefits, if, if you're a lifter and so you want to get uh, a hypertrophy and you want to get strength gains, like you said, the problem is if you have an ice bath after a workout, then you're actually going to knock off that inflammatory response that you want yeah. from going to the gym yeah. and breaking muscle fibres and things like yeah, that. So. Sure. What they're saying is the best thing to do is to have your ice bath before you work out mm. and you'll actually get a big hit of uh, noradrenaline and adrenaline and you'll also probably get a slight boost in your testosterone. That's then going to translate into a better gym session and then you also get to have that inflammatory sort of hormetic response to the exercise uh, afterwards. Whereas I think if you do have the ice baths after a session, it is going to be good, like you say, for that more sort of like knocking down inflammation. Maybe it's good for AFL players because they've got that really stringent uh, sort of season of footy and they're trying to just manage niggles and things like that and and recover quicker so they can do their next game. They're not in that sort of building like pre-season phase. But it's really interesting. Like the timing seems to have a hell of a lot to do with it. Um, You don't want to go straight from the gym or your run or your ride or whatever and go straight into cold because you're going to lose those benefits Mm. Uh, of the exercise, yeah. so yeah, yeah well that's, that's what you're working out for, isn't it? You, exactly. you want that hormetic stress. Yeah, you, exactly. You like want said. you want to work out, and then you want that flood of adaptogenic hormones, testosterone, human growth hormone to come in. Yep. Recover your body. Get bigger. Yeah. Get better for the next time you work out, and if you are blunting that effect by ice bathing, uh, is is probably not ideal. It's like we did uh, inflammation a couple of weeks back, and mm. You know, we talk about inflammation is the devil and we want to reduce inflammation, but we need inflammation sometimes yes. as well because it's that trigger to grow and it's that trigger to repair. So, yeah. again, it's that delicate balance of trying to have everything in moderation and get a certain amount of hormesis without overtraining or over... I mean, you can even over cold bath. You don't want to oh, be yeah. doing cold exposure to a chronic level because yeah. it's actually going to lose its beneficial effects yeah. and it's going to start to become... Well, I, I've got down so. yeah here sort of you know frequency and how cold, you know mm. what what time of the day do you want to do it, you know, is it best in the morning? Is it best late in the afternoon? Is mm. it yeah? Well, I, I sort of read that um doing it in the morning is a better time to do it mm. uh, yep. compared to at night because at night it, it may uh, trigger um like uh like amping sort of uh. It's a, it's a stimulant. It can it is, like yeah. stimulate it fight is. or flight sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it can affect your sleep pattern, blah, 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 or yeah. your, your ability to relax prior to, to, to bedtime. So morning is probably a better time to do it, and obviously pre-exercise, not post. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it increases your blood flow 
you know, and increases your body temperature. You, you wouldn't think that being in the ice bath would do that, but your body's mm. response is to increase body temperature. And as you're going to sleep, you don't want your body temperature increasing. You want it to be coming down. That's right. So yeah. if, if, if you're doing that sort of late or in the day or late at night, it's going to be difficult to get to sleep. And, and those hormones you're talking about coming in, yep, you, you're more alert, adrenaline, noradrenaline come mm. in. And, yeah. like, and like you touched on there with blood flow, you're getting that effect of increasing nitric oxide, which is going to mm. relax all our arteries, which is going to increase our blood flow. And that's exactly what you want going into a workout. You, you know, you want to have your pipes slow and you want to have good blood flow. Yep. So. And the, the, the body releases um, a, a chemical or hormone called uh, norepinephrine, which is also a, a neurotransmitter. Yep. So having that, neuro, that enhanced neurotransmission is going to help you in your workouts. Yep. Uh, you know, when you've got greater stimulus with your, your neurons firing and all mm. that, that nervous system really kicking in, as you mentioned before, Jones, you the CNS um, uh, enhancement after after the immersion. Yeah. And, you, yeah, and you feel it when you get out, don't you? Like um, for our Australian listeners, so norepinephrine is noradrenaline, yeah. uh, you know, Same. American-Australian uh, language. But I think you feel that cognitive kick when you get out of the cold water, don't you? You feel crisp and you feel yeah. alert. Yeah. And it's not like you get out feeling drowsy or... If you feel drowsy when you get out, you've been in way too long. But I, get, so I go in my pool as well, and my kids will you know when amped. I'm in there because I I get in there, woo, yeah, yeah, and then I yeah you get out and you're pumped. And, oh, you, you know, feel on top of the world, you're tingling. Your body's yep. red. You know, yeah, you, you, go bright pink. Warm. Yeah, <laughs> you, your your skin can actually sting uh, mm. after a little while, but yeah. it's a it's a it's a different feel. It's a not a bad sting. Yeah, and then when you get out, you've sort of got this numbness and. And it's also recommended that you don't artificially warm yourself up. So once you've immersed yourself and you've got out, then I, I walk around my backyard naked. And it's the middle of winter. Yep. Um, what a sight. It's, it wouldn't, it's not much of a sight because you'd need to surgically uh, retrieve <laughs> my, my penis. Uh, <laughs> it's inverted itself. But um, I, I try to allow my body to naturally warm itself up again. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's a, that's a great feeling. And I've never really actually tried that before. But... Um, Oh, you, you can you can feel it happen, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and and you get out and you're not cold. No, it's the it, middle of winter and I'm not funny, cold. Isn't it? yeah. It's amazing. Uh, is that the beige or brown fat doing its thing? Well, man, the mitochondrically dense fat tissue that you have stored on your body. I went you sort of right deep into this, neck. and just bear with me for a moment while I try to get my head around it and explain it in a turn in a way that is easy for common folk like me to understand, right? But what I read was that that, that cold water immersion um, increases levels of a protein called PGC1, and that, that's found in skeletal muscles. Now, that protein is responsible for two things, mitochondrial gen- biogenesis, so producing mitochondria. And for those that have done human bio in high school, mitochondria are the little nutrient-shaped things in your cells that are responsible cell, for energy yeah. or creation of energy. Mm. And also, number two, regulating genes involved in energy metabolism. So this, this little protein um, creating more mitochondria in your, in your cells, um, which is an adaption of exercise. Yeah. So basically by cold water immersion, you are producing more mitochondria in your cells similar to when you exercise um, and, and do the same thing. It's an adaption. Um, it's associated with greater aerobic capacity and lowers risk of diseases such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and type 2 diabetes. So that's the benefit of the, the mitochondrial biogenesis. But that mitochondrial development occurs uh, in, in your fat cells, yeah? And it occurs in the brown fat. And so for those that didn't, this was a term that I wasn't quite aware of, brown fat is sort of like a good fat mm-hmm. as, a, as opposed to the yellowy, subcutaneous fat or white fat they white call fat. it yeah. white yeah. fat yeah. Yep. Yep. the blubbery kind of fat that you, you are associated yeah. with and it's called brown fat or beige fat because of the, the density of the mitochondria in it mm. and so the mitochondria make it that colour but by producing the mitochondria th- this is the catch so um, non, non-shivering thermogenesis so that so you know, our body creates heat by two ways by shivering um, muscle contraction, which is um, caused by glycolysis, glycolysis, like you know, the burning of 
glucose and production of ATP and that sort of thing. So making new glucose, yeah. Yeah, it's not as uh, efficient. It's effective but not really efficient. A more efficient way is non-shivering thermogenesis. And I'll, I'll try to explain this. And here is where mitochondria switch to producing heat by this um, neuro, neuro, neuroephedrine. What you, norepinephrine. 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 Yeah. Or noradrenaline. 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 Let's go with that. So yeah. a mitochondria, we're, we're yeah. Yeah, and mitochondria produce heat using this um, in, instead of energy. So it's, it's actually creating heat within the cell. So Creating its own heat. Yes, yeah. creating its own heat. Yeah. yeah. So, so your brown fat uses your energy stores or your ATP stores to make heat. Mm. Yeah. 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 Amazing. But then the amazing thing is that um, the brown fat can then st- uh, uh, result in your yellow fat becoming brown. Yes. So it converts, yeah. It converts that yellow fat into brown fat mm. by producing more mitochondria so it needs more fat i guess to to house that mitochondrial density so therefore it's going to have a benefit in reducing your yellow fat which in turn has so many other more um beneficial effects on it on our health so can it can it help with obesity can it help absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yes this is white fat Yep. Mm. Um, and, you know, fat around certain organs and stuff like that, yeah. liver, liver fat and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So that I found that really, really interesting, that, that brown fat concept and the development of mitochondria mm. to produce heat within our body uh, without the shivering, shivering concept. Yep. Yeah. And, I, and I guess that's where we're going back to our body warming itself up after we've got out of that, that cold environment. Yeah. Yep. CJ, can I steal your thunder here and talk about a study? Oh yeah, I was not, gonna have. I was gonna. I've got a study, but go I, on. I've got yeah. a quick little. Uh, yeah, mate, before you go, is it Japanese? I'm nipped Japanese. <laughs> Jeez, you, uh, you know, I don't think it is. I don't. Well, <laughs> is it worth anything? Then? Well, it must be um, Scandinavian then, surely, because they're all over this yeah, cold war immersion. Yeah, I think it did come from Scandinavia, right. but it was Sorry. it was done back in the eighties, oh. and it was this this scientist, and he exposed rats to cold water for four hours a day. Which is a long time, right? Four hours a day of exposure to, to when you're that small, quite yep. cold water. Yeah, when you're that small. But these rats, as a result of this, were able to eat twice the amount of calories as the other rats. And this is going back to your point of weight loss. Be leaner, and live fifteen percent longer. Wow, wow! This is not with exercise or any other. Mm. Obviously, not caloric restriction because they're yeah. eating double. This is just cold water immersion. And then they're obviously using their uh, fat stores, you know, to convert energy. Yeah, right. For thermogenesis. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. So if you're an overweight person and, and you'd like to try and lose some weight and you really hate the idea of exercise, maybe at least consider doing some cold water immersion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll hit you with a study. Right on. I said, right. Let's all do some studies. Not <laughs> quite sure where it was from. It's a dueling study off. All right. But Go. men. Healthy young men in a prolonged um, cold immersion um, uh, experiment had their they measured their energy expenditure and it was up by fifteen percent. Um, just their natural energy uh, oxidative um, process, um, but it was also shown that that was most detectable with those with with the most detectable brown fat. Yeah, yeah. So th- having that higher brown fat increased their energy. Consumption uh, by f- by fifteen percent, a third of that fifteen percent. So is that five percent? I wasn't very good at maths at school. Yeah, yeah let's go 15. with that. Yeah, yeah. So a third yeah, of that fifteen yeah. percent increase in energy expenditure was due to oxidation of plasma derived glucose. Great. So that shows that cold exposure causes glucose uptake simulated in brown fat. So I think we just re- I just repeated basically what we just said, but that was a study that found that the glucose uptake was derived from the, the fatty tissue. Mm. And so you if you sort of read into that one step further, if you're using plasma glucose, then you're going to lower your baseline glucose level, which is going to yeah, be amazing right. for your health, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Just, just that's what they say increases longevity, isn't it? It's keeping down your yeah. Yeah. the level of glucose in your blood. Yep. Mm. A lot of benefits. A lot of benefits. Come on, CJ. Have you got a study? I've got a study. Come on. Got, do you know what? I've got t- <laughs> I looked at two studies and one of them was a meta-analysis of 52 studies. Oh, wow. Well, you you'd best us for a study. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's from Professor Okumura from yeah. the um, 
Actually, oh, I didn't write down the name. But this one was 2021 uh, called Altered Brown Fat Thermoregulation in Winter Swimming Men. Mm-hmm. And pretty much from the summary, they used an 11-minute threshold. Um, so talk, we can talk about duration and, and how long you need to stay in there and what some of the studies say on that. But the summary sort of found an increase in brown fat thermogenesis, which we've just discussed, increase in body temperature, which leads to an increase in metabolism, which leads to decrease in weight loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sort of happens acutely, almost immediately. And some of the other stuff that I've read was talked about, like if you are concerned about going in there and you're thinking about it even before you get in the water, you're getting that adrenaline rush and it's already it's already working on your body before you get in the water. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, the changes in the fat, so we, we talked about that one, it changes your white fat to brown fat and you get an in increase in brown fat. Um, yeah, so that was that was sort of a study that really just backed up your two studies. It's a good old-fashioned study. Off. Yeah. Well, what about you, Mick? Have you got a study? Mate, I, I, uh, I didn't go and grab oh, a study. Oh, wow. <laughs> however, however, <laughs> however, I've been using myself as a bit of a study. Oh, because N equals I've, one, um, yeah, cool. Because yeah. I've got um, I've got my... I've got my uh, the, um, the sort of that um, ultra marathon in six weeks' time. So oh, I've been ramping up the training a little bit. Is that new? We did we? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know you were before. training Good for that, mate. For that, mate. Oh, I probably kept it a bit under the radar. If I, I only started. Um, I wrote myself a program um, from two weeks ago, and so I've got eight weeks. It's a a, a bit of a run over the ranges here. Um, yeah, sort of in in early September. Didn't see, so, haven't seen much on Strava, mate. Are we, you know, we were recording it because if you don't record yeah, it, it, never happen. Recording it in a diary, uh, uh, keeping, old keeping it under uh, the radar, keeping it under the radar. But uh, yeah, so I've, I've, I've um, you know, keeping in mind all of the things we've been talking about, and 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 I guess mitigating those risks in terms of, um, you know, my my long run on on Sunday was was 22 k's, um, making sure that I'm I'm getting home and and I have implemented back in the ice bathing, and I was just I had to so that was on Saturday sorry my long run um, came home ice bath, and I had another run to do on Sunday, and. I was thinking, I, I was just wondering on, on Saturday night, you know, I was, I was feeling a, a little bit, probably a little bit sore than I have been. And I thought, I wonder how I'm going to pull up tomorrow. And I woke up on Sunday, guys, and I felt fantastic. I, I, I it, it, you know, considering the, the range of running and what I've sort of had to adapt to over the fortnight, um, the cold water therapy definitely did help. Um, and I was able to go out last night and execute a relatively, um, solid you know, interval running session. Um, so I chose to for this week to, to put my interval run the day after my long run, which is, isn't something that I would um, normally do from, from a structure perspective. But uh, I just really, really find that the certainly for me, the physiological impacts in terms of that reduction in inflammation and everything is, is definitive. It's working for me. Yeah, nice. So, yeah. well, one of the questions I've got, and we kind of discussed it there, you talked about it a little bit earlier, Mick, you sort of 15 degrees, you do 15 minutes and sort of go down from there. What what kind of temperatures are we talking? And are we talking sort of, you know, how cold do you go? and Or is it is it just a how cold you can tolerate? And sort of, you know, we, we talked about mindset before. It, it might be if you've never done it before, it might be that you – you know, you set yourself a goal, I'm going to do one minute at 14 degrees and then get out and then the next day I'll do a little bit longer. But, you know, I know, Smithy, your your setup is a is a natural spring in your backyard. That Smithy, is explain going to get, it. It sounds get, like paradise. Beautiful. <laughs> but how cold do we go? And, you know, is it is it just coldness that you can tolerate and then you build up or... 
Yeah, how cold? Yeah, I mean, our little stream gets into single digits, but but probably not much colder than six or seven degrees. That's cold. Um, but it's cold enough that when I get in, it, it stings. Mm. My, my skin sort of feels almost like it's burning a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I get like a bit of an intense ache, usually in my forearms, and then I go numb. Yeah. And, and after that, it's quite nice. Um, the only problem with my little setup is it's running water, so there's no warmth bubble to get around you by staying yeah. still. So I did you want to talk about that one. You can't yeah. sort of just hover like in a yeah. static body of water where you can yeah. get that little bit of almost like a wetsuit type effect. It's crazy, of, of that phenomenon. Around yeah. you, but yeah. with that flowing water, uh, I, I can only do – the longest I've done is about seven minutes, probably at about six or seven degrees. Yeah, it's pretty good going. Um, yeah. But I guess uh, – sorry to interrupt you there, but everyone's sort of cold tolerance is different. And I yeah. guess you're going to build up cold tolerance, aren't you? So, you know – Yep. Initially, it might be that we call it the thermal layer, I guess, around your body. You can use that sort of to your advantage initially yep. if you've yep. never done it before. Yep. It might be that, okay, I'm going to do one minute at X degrees and I'm not going to move. So if you get in there and you don't move, what your body does is it heats up the little layer of water around your body like you were mm. talking about there and almost produces this little thermal blanket around you to keep you your body is doing that. It's warming up. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And you kind of get in there and you go, oh, okay, I'm not moving. This is actually quite bearable. And then if you move your arms and you go, oh, geez, that's cold. Yeah. You know, and, and play around with that. Yes. Yeah, so enjoy that yeah. thermal blanket Yeah. and then create movement. And, yes. you, and you'll find yeah. – and, and just hit your body with another little um, mm. stressor, another yeah. little cold hit. Yeah. So I guess that was, would be one of my tips is use that thermal layer to your advantage initially yeah. Yeah. while you're just sort of getting into it, you yeah. know, it, and it is, it is, it is a trained thing, you know, yeah. you can kind of get up to six or seven minutes in yep. six, seven degrees cold. Yeah, Smitty just doesn't have that, um, that convenience. That's right. Yeah. Water, yeah. yeah. Well, he's, a, he's a veteran. He's a, he's a cold water yeah. immersion veteran. I don't know about that. Yeah. So Mate. just kind of, if you're just starting out, yeah. that would be a good one to do is, yep. is just sit still, yep. use that thermal layer go for a minute maybe move around a little bit get a little bit of that cold again and then hop out and then maybe do a little bit more next time yeah i guess there's probably no set you don't say okay we're gonna do 14 degrees that's cold enough and you know it, it might be that at 14 degrees you can go for a little bit longer but at 12 degrees or 10 degrees you're gonna have to get out a little bit earlier yeah. so build yourself up. Build, build up some cold tolerance so yep. I think peop- when people ask me, you know, what what temperature are you doing? I was like, well, it varies. Depends on how cold my pool is, and then yeah. that'll depend on how long I stay in. But I and I, I aim for a minimum of three minutes. That's not much, but uh, that study that I was talking about, they used an eleven minute threshold over the week. So it might have been two or three sessions. It might have been four sessions. It might have been sort of one. So sorry, okay. CJ, is that a total of 11 minutes? A total uh, yeah, of 11 okay. minutes yep. over, over the, the week. week over, right. you know, yeah, it might be two or three different sessions. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, the the temperature, I guess, matters, matters, but it doesn't matter to a certain degree. It's, it's, yeah. You're going to be in there for a little bit longer if it's colder, if it's warmer, if it's colder, you know. Yeah. But I think you probably want full body immersion up yeah. to the neck mm-hmm. and sometimes it's actually good to go under you I get reckon. that what do they call it the mammalian gag reflex mm. gag <laughs> reflex yeah well you, you you talked about it before yeah. Rue. you take that you take that big breath and you can train yourself to resist that or you know you get more tolerant to not having your breath taken away by that really cold water yes. i use it i actually initially used it for surfing you know you go in those cold really cold winter's days yeah. and you it takes your breath away yep. having said that the ocean is actually once you've done cold water in your pool in the middle of winter and you go in the ocean oh this is, this is yeah and that's one thing that i'm bath yeah that's one thing that i'm trying to uh, progress to as well mate is to help my surfing because mm. um i find that 20 minutes to half an hour in the surf my body sort of seizes up a little bit and i'm not as as comfortable in the water and yeah. you know, affects my ability, my body's ability yeah. to function. So it sounds like your cold tolerance might be a little bit different to say mine or Smithy's or, yeah. or Mickey's, you know, you're, like, you're a bit more of a wuss. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I also, <laughs> I've had to uh, research this. I also suffer what's called Raynard's syndrome. Oh, yeah, yeah, Raynard's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So basically from my, 
my very last knuckle, or even what sometimes what an intriguing that that is. Yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. It, uh, to the extreme is my very middle knuckle of my fingers. Wow. Beyond that, will just go permanently white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's numb, so I can actually bite it with my teeth, and I won't feel it. I've, wow. I've tr- you know, and I'm sitting in the surf, and I can tell when I've been exposed long enough. Yeah. My fingers turn white, and it will often take me to get home in the hot shower, and I'll put my hands down, but to my side so that blood rushes down them and the full-on tingle feeling of Sting. all this blood rushing back. And so Raynard's syndrome is basically the small capillaries um, of your of your body shut down. They close uh, in extreme... Is that due to the cold? Yeah, yeah. extreme cold. Yeah. Um, and so I'm hoping that by this cold water therapy, I might be able to overcome yeah. that, yeah, that yeah, my body's cool. reaction to the cold and, yeah. and get that. I mean, this morning I did my, my, my pool plunge and it took me a long time to get rid of that that whiteness in my fingertips. It took a long time for the circulation to get back. Yeah. Is that painful, Root? Uh, it's just dis- uncomfortable, uncomfortable, mate. It's yeah. really uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. What about when you re-perfuse? Does that hurt? Like a, a little bit. Yes. It? Yeah. yes, it does hurt a little bit when the blood starts pumping back into those yeah. capillaries. I, w- yeah. I wonder if you get a big enough hit of um, nitric oxide when you hit really cold water. I wonder if that would have an effect on that at all. How would I get that hit? How do I do that? By, by getting exposure to very cold water. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if there's like a biphasic effect where if you go cold enough, like really yep. cold, yep. I wonder if that could overcome it if you really got flushed with... Well, that's an interesting point, mate, because since I've been doing the cold water immersion, when I'm in the water, my skin doesn't go white. Yeah. But it's when I get out yes. of the water that my, 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 my fingertips go white. Ah, yeah, because... Like you were saying, when you get in really cold water, you tend to turn pink. Yep. It's mm. so like if you sit in water up to your neck, you look quite funny. You come out and your your face might look sort of like quite pale, and your yeah, rest right. of your body is quite pink. And it's obviously because your body has flushed a lot of blood to the surface to try and warm you. Yep. I guess until you get hypothermic, then you would contract. But I wonder if you could overcome that with really cold water. Yeah. It'd be interesting to. Yeah, I'm hoping that, and I'll let you know if that changes. Yeah. But, um, I'm hoping that I might be able to overcome that. That condition, yeah, quite yeah, it's interesting. It's quite a common one, that one. Is so it? Yeah, yeah, mm. yep. Mm. And like, you know, I don't have, I don't carry a lot of body fat, so I sort of think that that might also be an effect uh, of my my impact on from from the cold. Yeah, mm. I guess the really good thing about the cold exposure is that you can train for it in the sense that you will grow more brown fat. You yeah, will, you yes. will physically change more of your white fat into into beige fat and then and then brown fat. Yeah, so good point. It's one of those ones. If you do expose long enough, you'll end up having more brown fat, which will be able to generate more heat. Yeah. So when you circle that back to your surfing, the more you expose yourself to cold, the more brown fat you'll get, and the more you should be able to operate in the surf for longer and feel yeah. comfortable. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting yeah. experiment. Yeah, yeah. So you, what about sort of? Full body immersion as opposed to showers, like a really cold shower. I like to use a, a a hot cold shower, so as cold as you can manage. And in the middle of winter, it's cold. Damn cold. Yeah. Uh, and then go for a hot, really hot, as hot as you can handle. Yeah. Sort of that contrasting, sort of shunting blood around the body. Yep. It's quite good. Yeah, I, there's I, that, that protocol you probably do it, the 20 and 10. So you do, you do 20 seconds of cold. Yep. 10 seconds of hot, and you do that, uh, I think it's 10 times through. Yeah. I, I right. tend to go for a real long, cold uh, yeah. s- yep. stretch and yep. then heat up and then just sort of take it from there. Yeah. But I, I I don't think – I didn't find any studies on – there wasn't too many studies on cold showers as opposed to full body immersion. So I don't really know what the – there would be some benefit because, you know, you, you're cold. I have – I get out of the cold shower – and have the same effect. I come out and I'm pink. Yep. Often, you know, you kind of look, oh, looks like I've just had a hot shower, but it's been Contra- cold. <laughs> so yeah. is that so, is that 2010 thing a different protocol as opposed to um, not going into hot water, like letting your body naturally warm up? Is well, that a different sort of protocol, is it? Well, like yeah. Hot, I, cold, hot, cold, well, hot, cold. Well, that's sort of a contrast therapy that, right. you know, is is probably we could probably talk about heat therapy as mm. as another episode and yep. then bring them both together because I know a lot of people Rogan for one of them is you know you use a sauna mm. and you go from hot to cold yeah okay I guess that's could be more of maybe more of a detox thing where you're sort of flushing out some toxins and 
then you know you're going from hot to cold you're moving your blood around your body you know it's going yeah. you know yeah. internal to keep your organs warm then yeah. external having to cool a massive impact on your circulatory system y- yeah yeah it's almost like having your two hormetic stresses like your heat and your cold all in all in one yeah. so maybe yeah. they have a effect i think we could find some studies on that i think people would have i know you could studies <laughs> i don't think um the, yeah there hasn't really been too much done on cold stuff but i remember listening to huberman and he was saying the the sort of three of the best things you can do for cold therapy you know obviously the best would be protocol one a best thing would be to have you know full body immersion moving around in the cold water you know if you can't get to that you can't find a cold body of water showers would be the next best thing as in you know cooling yourself down obviously you're not fully immersed but you're cold enough if if you're in there long enough and then the third one would be being exposed to the elements, the cold elements out in – if it's raining and wet and cold outside, that's also quite good but not as good as the mm. other ones. So it's, it's kind of I interesting guess to – I guess that's the cold therapy that our ancestral man would have exposed yes, himself yeah. to. The, yeah. Most definitely. The cold yeah. weather and the, the wet and the rain and, and yeah. being out with limited clothing on or shelter. Mm. And I guess knowing in the summer that winter was coming, ancestrally would have – bulked up yeah eaten as much fruit as you can yeah whatever meat was available you know store some white fat and then hopefully during winter convert that white fat to brown fat Mm. Mm. he also didn't have a hot water system so he was bathing every day in cold water exactly yeah (laughs) did they bathe or did they just stink (laughs) (laughs) developed a must yeah (laughs) would have been interesting in love making wouldn't it you know like uh haven't bathed for a few oh, months and let's all haven't brushed your teeth that. back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> the old stick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be a real romantic session, that's for sure. Yeah, so I guess we touched on how cold it should be. I so guess that's cold tolerance, you know, yeah. as much as you can handle. So I think just uh, retouching on that point, just from what I've read, if it's not as cold, you just need to go for a lot longer. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, and then like Jonesy said, try to start moving in that cold. So my next progression will be... Uh, Obviously, my, my pool's not going to change drastically in its temperature, but I want to start swimming um, yeah. in that cold water, like breaking oh, yeah. up that, that thermogenic layer and then just swimming passively in that cold water. That's my, yep. my, my goal. Uh, yeah, and I guess a really, really important thing is, is the breathing. And Mick, this is one of your things that you talked about um, on our President of the World uh, episode about the importance of breathing and I just you can't emphasize enough how that applies to this cold water immersion because the cold will take a, an unpracticed person's breath away mm-hmm. like it's just and you find yourself <laughs> like gasping for that breath but and, and and Wim Hof says this he says you know when you are immersing yourself in these conditions then trust that your body can actually handle it mm-hmm. don't panic because mm-hmm. I actually did feel a little bit of panic uh, at some moments there when I thought Fuck, this is so fucking cold. I shouldn't be doing this. But then I remembered what he said and I, th- I thought, well, my body can adapt to this and I need to let it adapt. There just trust your body to, to do it. But, yeah, yeah, definitely incorporate the breathing. And there's a great app. And I just made a note of it because um, it's on YouTube and it's Wim Hof's guided Wim Hof method breathing. And it has like a counting thing on it and he talks over it with, with self, yep. s- self-speak. Breathe in. <laughs> Breathe out. That's right. Doesn't yeah. he suggest <laughs> not doing it in the water though? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's, because he, oh, really? there's shallow water blackout, yeah, there's a and you can. Of, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? It's, it's almost a little bit dangerous. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he does it in the shower. Yeah. I think he practices in the shower because yeah. on that app, I've used that app before. I don't have it at the moment, but uh, it's not an app. Maybe it's just on YouTube. But oh, he actually he says had, he does have find yourself a comfortable position, either lying down or sitting. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'll just jump in the pool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. maybe I need to consider not <laughs> doing that. Yeah. So are yeah, you yeah. doing the breath hold, Rue? What's again? What's that, mate? The breath hold so water. I, yeah. I, yeah, I think the issue uh, with the shallow water blackout would come about from from implementing the breath hold at the end of yeah, that. Right, if you were just okay. doing the breathing, yeah. If you're just utilising the breathing as a way of um, controlling your central nervous system while you're in the cold water, I think I, I don't know that it's as problematic. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I guess it's just having the control of your breathing. Yes. Yeah. 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 
I think Absolutely. it's really nice to get out of the cold water and then do that Wim Hof breathing. Yep. Do it just without warming up. So don't put a towel on yourself. Just stay out in the elements, especially if it's a bit breezy and it's a bit cold. And then you get that extra cold exposure. But the breathing does tend to sort of naturally just warm you a little bit. Yep. I, I reckon yeah, it's right. really nice. So you yep. feel quite euphoric at the end of it. And yep. There, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are elements of danger to it, right? There's, yep. you know, cold shock. There is, um, you know, especially in big bodies of water like a pool, mm. sometimes things shut down and you can't move your limbs. Yeah. Mean, that's never happened. I've, I've heard of it happening. Yeah. And right. people have feared that they won't be able to get out of their pool. Yep. Um, yeah. I actually th- even think Rogan talked about it on one of Yeah, his, I'm not too sure. Yeah. 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 He was saying he, he was a little bit concerned because he, you know, couldn't, use his arms and legs to get out of the cold. Yeah, You've right. been in there mm. for too long. So yeah. there is that cold shock, you know, obviously we're not advocating for staying in there forever. You want to listen to your body and if it's sort of... Most definitely. You want you want it obviously to be cold and uncomfortable and you're thinking, I I don't like this, I'd like to get out. But, you know, if, you st- if you're feeling like you can't move your limbs and things like that, that's probably a good time yeah. to get out. Yeah. Yeah. And so a bit of, yeah, things to think about, I guess. That's right, yeah. And also the risk of hypothermia. Yes, yeah. yeah. You can get to such a point that you can get in trouble with hypothermia if you're yeah. going long and aggressive and you're by yourself and you don't have a means to warm up. Yeah. yeah. It can be a drama, so. Yeah, and I guess, um, you know, a, uh, a, a warning would be, you know, anyone who, who's considering this and they've got previous heart conditions or something like that might mm. want to consult their medical professional. Yes, we're not um, doctors. No, yeah. we're not doctors, <laughs> yeah. but this is just something that we're trialling and, and it's well, some of us have been doing it for a lot longer than others. Um, it's working for our protocols, definitely. But there's also, we talked about the uh, the physical benefits of it, like, uh, you know, possibly um, uh, uh, weight weight control and that sort of thing with the, the, the change of, of white fat to brown fat. But there's also those um, those psychological or emotional benefits to it. And that, um, that hormone, the noradrenaline uh, that we spoke of earlier, is responsible in our brain for for things like uh, attention and mood, um, vigilance, um, focus, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. and I find that when I've got out of it, out of the, the pool, I, I do have this extra sensory alertness and uh, uh, just this um, overwhelming feeling of of, uh, of 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 a good feeling, like a, a mm. euphoria. Yeah. Euphoria, yeah, yeah. like a. What is it? The dopamine effect? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. dopamine hit. Yeah, yeah. It's um this this awesome emotional feeling. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I think also you you will sort of switch on a bit of parasympathetic when you get out as well, and you do the breathing, and you're really activating that diaphragm. Mm. So, so you're going to feel quite quite blissful and quite chilled out. Yeah, you're sort of going to have the hangover of those uh, sort of excitatory uh, hormones and transmitters, but then you're also going to do your breathing and sort of get that meditative like calming effect as well. So you feel amazing. Yeah. It's hard to explain. Yeah. It's a yeah. really, and, and it's really shocking. And then it's really awesome once you're done. Yeah. yeah. People think you're crazy. Uh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, aren't we conditioned to feel, oh, you're too weak. You can't go out in the cold. You'll catch a death of cold. Put a yes. jumper on. How, how did that myth come, come about? A load of if shit. you go out in the cold, you are going to get a cold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that, that's one of the things that, excuse me, Wim Hof talks about is that uh, our body, our skin is an organ. And it's become desensitized through clothing, mm. so our skin has should be feeling all these feelings of of the stingingness of cold, um, but it's become so uh, neutralized um, at the feeling of our skin because of the clothing that we wear on a day to day basis. And I guess that's just you know we've got to wear clothes, otherwise you get arrested. Um, <laughs> but you know our skin is becoming our skin has become desensitized. And these sort of little um, treatments or little practices can help bring that sensitivity back to an organ that's probably a little bit neglected. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yes, we kind of talked about how cold it should be. We talked about sort of showers or cold water immersion, you know, which is better. I guess if you know, you, you trans- your body's transferring heat, it's either one is, is quite good, whatever you can sort of tolerate. Timing for the day, we talked about you know, when was best to do it. Probably in the morning, because it just—I yeah. think it increases alertness. Yeah, yeah. You, like you say, you, you feel you, f- you feel euphoric. You're up and about. Yep. Adrenaline, noradrenaline, mm. dopamine—those sort of 
catecholamine type yeah. hormones. Um, yeah, so we we did touch on inflammation and how that helps inflammation. It helps mental performance, increased metabolism, sort of increases mindset. Um, so I guess maybe touching on as we're sort of coming up to sort of an hour or so of talking about it, maybe we should run through sort of a couple of protocols or, you know, you know, Smithy, what do you do? You sort of, do you just kind of sit there and Yeah, I mean, be, because I've got the running water, I don't really need to move because I've constantly got fresh water running over me. So there yeah. is no uh, warmth blanket. Do you aim for a, for a time frame or you go, I'm going to go, because I, I know that's what I do. I'm going to, and maybe, maybe it's good and bad because, so I aim for that sort of three to five minutes. And once I've hit three minutes, I feel like I've done my job. Yeah. And almost always I'll get out at three minutes. Yeah. And maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe I should be pushing a little bit harder to go. Now I'm at that level of tolerance. Maybe I should go a little bit further. Yeah. But it's, it's a mental game for me. Is It's it's very cold. I Of those three minutes, I kind of walk up and down my pool and I go, most of the time I'm thinking, I can I wait to get out of here? Mm. Uh, so I hit three minutes and then I get out. So my protocol is, I don't know, maybe not ideal in in sort of building up more tolerance, but I'd just be interesting to hear, especially Rooster, you're sort of just starting out, Mickey and Smithy, you've done it for a little while. Interesting to see what you guys do and how you aim to get there. What, what do you? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy if I can get past the the pain period. Yeah, because that de- yeah. it's a real deep ache. Like yes. I find it quite uncomfortable. That it's real ache. In your, it's a deep burn. It's a deep ache. It feels <laughs> like someone is making your bones ache. Yeah, like, and I don't have heaps of meat on me. Yeah, so I don't have a lot of padding. But I'm I'm happy if I get to that that numb phase, which yeah. is actually quite pleasant. But if I really start to shake uncontrollably, that's the time to get out. I don't really want to get into that yeah. full sort of hypothermic state where it's it's too much. So you're listening to your body I'm, rather than I'm listening than to my body. So like time, some, yeah. some days I might only be in just until the aching stops. Might yeah. be two, three minutes sort of thing. Yeah. Um, sometimes I, I can do seven. I feel like I could do another seven and I sort of think like, oh, Maybe yeah, I it's been yeah. enough. I'm sort of usually keeping my eye on the time, but I'm not, I don't have a, a, a stopwatch or a timer and I don't really yeah. have a specific goal. Yeah. Okay, um, I, I guess sort of your body's, your, your body's, temperature also has a circadian rhythm and it sort of changes throughout the day obviously you know when you when you're about to wake up two hours before you wake up that's when your body's the coldest mm. and that sort of helps you know the cycle of the day yep so i get i guess you can't really pinpoint a time no nah. because you know you, your body's different you might feel in the morning i feel like doing seven minutes and in mm. the afternoon I'm like, oh, i only feel like a couple of minutes yeah so i guess it's hard to put a put a time frame and listening to your body is probably a good thing. I think so. I think there's definitely people out there that would have a very regimented protocol. But I think it's also important not to start to really dread it and make it really hard for yourself all the time. Like you do want to take a bit of enjoyment out of it. So if I've done yeah. six or seven minutes, I'm really happy with that. I the enjoyment get out. is getting out. The enjoyment <laughs> is getting out. I really look forward to my Wim Hof breathing because you get a yeah. soup. I get a really euphoric yeah. state after I do a couple of rounds of that. And you yeah. do the breath holds at the end and you get quite long breath holds and yeah. you feel quite good. And then I usually enjoy a walk down without a shirt on because I've sort of got to walk back to my house yeah, about got a bit of, sort of, mm. I don't know, 10, 15 minutes depending 10, on yeah. how, how quick I go. Um, but I'm always careful not to really make it a chore that I dread by really trying to push to the maximum all the time. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's soft. Maybe that's a resilience thing. But what's well, hard, isn't I like it? To, I like to keep it as an enjoyable thing. I still yeah. dread getting in and that yeah, you know, when you first yeah. get in. But once you're in, you feel really proud of yourself. And yeah, yeah. I reckon some days you only get a couple of minutes. Be happy. Yeah, yeah. And for, for a man starting out, Rue, how, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, definitely. So I think there'd probably um, be people listening that would maybe have thought about it, a little bit scared of the cold maybe, and going, yeah. okay, well, yeah, definitely, you know, um, Rooster can do it, I can do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, definitely um, anxiety is an issue, not an issue, but I feel anxious before it. Uh, even last night I was, I was thinking about it, about my plunge in the morning. I think what Smitty said about listening to your body is, in, is vital. I'll set my um, timer for three minutes and that's only just to let me know that that three minutes has expired. Uh, if if I want to get out before that three minutes has, I will. But I'll also, once that three minutes has hit, I'll feel an accomplishment. And so I also want to just stay a little bit longer as well over that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and I, I will, and I know exactly what you're saying, Smitty. If my if I feel my body start to shake in the in the water, uh, I'll get out. Um, I think listening to your body is, is is vital, but I definitely think um, give it a go. Really enjoy the after the after part of the immersion. So get out. You got to enjoy the good times. Yeah, walk yes. around naked or with the undies yeah. on or whatever, and just. Allow your body get that perineum in the sun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> allow your body to just come back to its natural temperature, or whatever, and uh, yeah, just just give it a go. It's uh, it is quite nerve wracking, and I approach it. I have the same feeling sometimes as like a hard workout. So if I've got a hard workout coming up, I feel a little bit of anxiety, but once I've got into it, I'm really glad that I did, and that's how I feel with this. Mm. Yeah. Rude, do yeah. you jump in the pool or lower yourself in? No, I, I stride in with purpose. Yep. I don't. <laughs> bit like a man striding into the surf. Yeah, sort of. yeah I, don't, I don't go up to knee level and then go the, t- uh, the, the dug bag level or anything like that. Um, I just go walk straight down the steps into my pool. Just prolongs the pain, doesn't it? If you gin yep. around and you're not getting in quickly and you're waiting, yep. it's better just to, like you say, I'm the same. I just plop in there as quick as I yep. can. And, and, because I, and because I've got the timer going, oh, yeah. um, I don't want to cut into my three oh, minutes yeah. by piss farting around and being indecisive. Cheat so yourself, I'll, yeah. I'll set my timer to three minutes and 10. So I've got 10 seconds to get oh, yeah, you know, into idea. the pool and, yeah. and, and slide into it straight away. And, yeah. and I know that I've definitely hit three minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, definitely so, well worth going. Nick, yeah. what do you reckon? Have you got any sort of tips that you follow? I tend to be, I'd, and it's funny just listening how different we all are. But I tend to be a bit more regimented when I'm when I'm doing the immersions, and I do set myself a bit of a, a time goal. Um, and I think that's probably more a survival mechanism for me as well. Is, is if I've got something to focus on outside of the temperature, um, yeah. and and I guess a destination, if you like, in terms of time, then I can really just focus on that within the breathing um but that's also probably something to do with my personality as well i think it, it, it's um i tend to operate or function um around that sort of goal orientation you know in in many areas of my life um i think the the one other thing i really want to want to mention here guys because we've, we've covered a lot of the benefits but just in terms of people who may have um, some immune system um, issues, uh, maybe autoimmune disease, things like that, there is a lot of research building in, in this cold immersion space in, um, in relation to the immune system. Um, you know, we've covered off a lot of the, uh, the, the positives and I think this is arguably one of, one of, the, one of the biggest is... is in terms of um, this cold water immersion really strengthening the immune system um, and and the mechanisms behind that, um, regulating the automatic nervous, nervous system um, and the role that it can play in, in uh, you know, investigation is certainly heading into disease reversal and all sorts of things. It can be a very, very positively utilised um, process. So if there are people out there who are struggling with their immune systems, maybe it's just that they feel they're getting sick more regularly than they were than they were, you know, a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, or maybe they have a more advanced um, issue. Again, we're not doctors; we're only speaking from our own experience. But there is building research indicating that the this this real link with strengthening of the immune system and cold water immersion. So it could be something that people implement in. We spoke about different things a couple of weeks ago that we would suggest. I think this is definitely one um, that people could incorporate in. Again, like you guys have indicated, be guided by your body um, in terms of time and how you feel and all that sort of thing. Use your own, um, you know, your intrinsic intuition, but um, have a crack. It, it could really um, do you some, you know, do your immune system some good. And it's a great point, mate, that um, with regards to treatment, because studies have shown that a, a decrease or a low amount of that noradrenaline or the norepinephrine in the brain can can lead to decreased attention poor mood and depression so from from a mental health perspective imagine the benefits that this could work uh or could 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 allow uh those people with those sort of mental health issues that the cold water immersion could help in, in that in those instances as well as a therapy 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's it's going to be big in the next few years. Yeah. I think there's, it's, even from just trying to find some studies, there's not a lot on it. And I think it'll be looked at in the next sort of five or ten years and we'll find out that, you know, this has amazing benefits. Yeah, I think Wim Hof's done a really good job of bringing mm. it into the mainstream yeah, and yeah. Uh, really uh, sort of popularising it yeah, yeah. amongst but, the, the health and wellness um, crowd. But isn't it interesting that there aren't a lot of studies on it, uh, but, man, humans have been doing it f- for centuries. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, it's been a practice that has been applied <laughs> since, you know, very, very early days, yeah. hundreds yeah. of thousands of years ago. And I, even ancestral man, it probably wasn't something that they thought about of the health benefit. It was just like Mickey said, they've got a wash in the cold, freezing cold water because that's all they have. Yeah, or and fish. Survival. Fish, yeah. 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 I guess, you know, not to be too cynical, but there's not much money in it for no clinical studies, is there? Yeah, like if you're a large right. pharmaceutical yeah. company or anything like that, you can't yeah. put cold water immersion into a pill. No. I'm sure someone would, would if they could, but yeah. really you're going to spend a lot of money on large-scale clinical trials and what are they going to get out of it? They're going to yeah. get out an amazing natural modality that people that's can use, free. Yeah. which is going to get them off medication Get exactly. them out of illness and get them into wellness. Yeah, N- not trying to be cynical, but there's not a lot of money in that space no, for that right. that sort of motivation. So, and that's it, probably it the is, reason why it hasn't been done yet. Yeah, well, it yeah. is a little bit reliant on that sort of army of citizens who are all reporting these amazing benefits. And like Mickey touched on, which is a super uh, relevant and good point about the autoimmune and the immune uh, benefits of it. That you know, you hear anecdotal stories of people absolutely crippled by autoimmune disease who pretty much through cold water immersion alone have really changed their lives and turned around their whole health status and gotten off pharmaceutical medications and all sorts of things. So, yeah. Isn't it funny that we were talking yeah. about before that old sort of wives' tale of, you know, don't go out in the cold, you're, yeah. you're, you're going to get sick. Catch but, a death of cold. Yeah, but really it's kind of the opposite. If you can yeah. build up that hormetic stress, it's, it's yep. going to increase your immune system and, yeah. and you're going to be more... It's going to be beneficial. Yeah, and challenge yourself. And, yeah. and talking about um, it being sort of unknown, but go down to the beach on, at five o'clock in the morning and look at the, all the oldies, all the old <laughs> folk swimming down at Madam's Pool down here yeah, or something yeah, like that in the ocean. They all meet, they all get together. The polar bears. And they, yeah, they yeah. immerse themselves in cold water. And yeah. so they obviously are aware of something that majority of us aren't. Well, it feels good, right? And yeah, yeah, and, at I, the and end I guess it, you, at, at older, the worst, older people are suffering probably more inflammation um, yeah. conditions, so that therefore you know, helps ease those those sort of issues. Mm. But yeah, they're they're all over it. The oldies, yeah, um, follow and, suit. And and we always knew those polar bears live a long time. It's always been a thing that I've sort of known mm. that they're known to have good longevity. Yeah, right. So mm. obviously something in that, but. I guess the last thing we haven't covered probably is just for people who live in like a hot part of the world or if you don't really have access to like a uh, a cold tank or a, a lake or a, the ocean or anything like that, your best bet is fill your bathtub up with a couple of bags of ice, Yep. jump in there. Yep. doesn't yeah. have to cost a lot of money. There are some really good hacks as well for building your own cold water immersion tanks. It's like you can buy one, but they're many, many thousands of dollars. But there's stories of people converting uh, chest freezers into them. So mm-hmm. filling up a chest freezer, putting an ozone filter into them to purify the water and then uh, hooking up a, a thermostat to maintain a certain temperature. And then obviously you just make sure it's switched off before you jump in. You can have your, old, your own uh, cold water immersion tank. Wow. So I've got a friend who's a tradesman who's done one and he did it very inexpensively, like less than a 1000 Australian dollars. And that was for a brand new chest freezer, modified it, put an ozone filter into it. Wow. Um, so if, if you want to get really hot, super high tech and you want to start really controlling your temperatures and really starting to yeah. set some uh, some goals, then, then you can do it reasonably inexpensively and a bit more scientifically than just doing the, the yeah, bathtub right. method. Yeah. So there's many ways out there. You shower, you do a cold bath full of ice, you, you can go to the ocean or go to a, a creek or a lake. Yeah, or Get in the river. But you can also do it more scientific and make your own tank. And then yeah, if you, wow. And then if you've got money to burn, you can go and buy one of those – Ten thousand, twenty thousand dollar cold water immersion tanks, but you can do it cheaper. Yeah, if you want to. And that's what we're all about. Yeah, getting benefits, health benefit, health yeah. uh, practices that Zero. are free. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think the best way to do it is nature, whether it's the ocean or a lake yeah. or a stream or just going for a walk in the cold. That's, yeah. that's got to be good, doesn't it? Because that's how we've always done it. Yeah. 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 Cool. And on that note, it's probably a good way to finish, as ancestral man would have. That's it. Yeah. Do as ancestral man did. Yeah. I'm going to go and do some cold water immersion this afternoon. Yeah. 
It's if a bit wet and cold out there. I'm gonna. We're gonna smash out a session, <laughs> a workout. Yeah, nice. Mm. Good stuff. Enjoy. Oh, good chat, right. fellas. Yeah, really good to catch up with you again, boys. Yeah. We still haven't had that frothy session. No, hey? yeah. we've been threatening it for a long time. We need yeah. to uh, pencil that in. I think. Yeah, do it. We just got to get all our ducks in a in a, in a row and nice night, a nice fire. Yep, a couple of couple of beverages and yeah, have a bit of a chat. Yeah, yeah. All right, mate. Well done, man. Thanks, guys. Good on you. Good, you guys. Good speaking to you. You See too, guys. boys. See you next time. See you, guys. Catch up.